Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Mike with Hutton and Withrow across the Outkick Network underway. Monday edition is here. Sixth and Peabody, our location with EHOP here and Old Smoky Moonshine. For joining us across the radio network, we say thank you to this great radio partner. Also, subscribe to the YouTube channel. That's where you can find us streaming live daily through the Outkick channel on YouTube. We hope you'll subscribe. You can find all the great shows there as we kick things off on this Monday. Chad, we've got a, another jam-packed show. Uh, we've got Dan Dockett, who will join us, host of Don't At Me on Outkick in 20 minutes. A lot to dive into there. Brett McMurphy from CBS Sports has uh, crushed it with the reporting of conference realignment. That will continue with our conversation with him in, in regards to Oregon and Washington and the Big Ten. And uh, a bit later, Doc Holliday. Yes, Doc Holliday. Uh, he is a former Memphis Tiger football player. He is now the sports director for WMC-TV Channel 5 in Memphis with all things Ja Morant. And Chad, first off, good afternoon. Good afternoon. You know, normally we come in here on a Monday and Matty Ice, who's in studio with us, he just questions us, says, why are you here? Right. What do you bring to the table? You guys can't make it to Friday. You can't complete 15 hours of show by the end of the week. <laughs> but today, Matty I said, you know what I need you guys to do today? Bring the energy. We've got it. Bring the energy hey, on this Monday, and that is exactly what I plan to do. It's exactly what Boston did yesterday in Game 7. It's the opposite of what the Philadelphia 76ers and Harden and Embiid did. There's a top quarterback recruit that has flipped from Ohio State who's now going to Georgia, which will be a huge headline today. But the headline of the weekend is Ja Morant has learned nothing. Suspended indefinitely by the Memphis Grizzlies, and we await another investigation of the NBA as he is on Instagram Live, seen holding a gun, flashing it in a car. Not his account, but again, here is Ja Morant with video surfacing, doing exactly what got him suspended two months earlier. Suspended in March, where he then has sit-down interviews, pretending to be contrite, saying that he's going to get uh, situations in his life worked out off the court because he's one of the best on it and has everything to lose, not just being one of the top players in the NBA. He signed an exclusive deal as an individual player with Nike. He's got his own shoe. He had Powerade for the first time in, what, five years, signed an endorsement deal with any athlete whatsoever. Powerade through Coca-Cola has paused that and that was ready to launch about a week after his suspension happened in March and he also met with the commissioner in Adam Silver in New York after going away for a couple of days for therapy in Florida he's up in New York meeting with Adam Silver where Silver's releasing statements saying he knows exactly where we stand on this he knows our policies and while we couldn't prove he had a weapon and brought a weapon to Denver he was seen on surveillance footage at a strip club with a, a gun and he gets suspended eight games. And if they could have 
proven without a doubt that he was on the team plane with it or at a hotel with it or on the team bus with it, he would have been suspended for the minimum of, what, 50 based on the CBA. Two months later, this happens again. And now we head into the offseason where it's uncertain what's going to happen with John Morant. But we do know, Chad, this is pure stupidity on his end. Pure stupidity, and you can't trust him. I mean, we, we knew that when all the other incidents were piling up. And now, the one thing, I mean, there's a lot of things you can't do if you're John Morant based on the string of incidents. Right. This is not just a flashing a gun at a strip club in Denver. What led to that was reports of the NBA investigating you and your crew with a gun with a laser pointer focused on an NBA team's bus as they left Memphis. This comes after reports of you and your crew going to a mall and threatening some footlocker manager with a gun and threatening to beat him up in the parking lot and approaching him. This comes after you got into a physical altercation with a high school kid at your house during a pickup basketball game, and the threat of violence was there as well. There are a lot of false equivalencies being made here. And this is the top one I've seen since this story came out. Well, what about the Second Amendment? It's not illegal to show a gun in a video. It's not illegal. No one's asking for the guy to be arrested. But I guarantee you his employer, the Memphis Grizzlies in the NBA, decided after the last incident, which was number three or four on the list, that he was going to have to adhere to a certain code of conduct moving forward in order to not be suspended for a lengthy amount of time. And make no mistake about it, he's about to be suspended for a lengthy amount of time. People want to point to Andy Ogles and say, well, it's okay if it's a white U U.S. representative from Tennessee that flashes a gun in a photo, but not this black kid that plays in the NBA. Well, Andy Ogles looks stupid, too, when he poses with AR-15s with his entire family under a Christmas tree. I think that's dumb. Both things can be true. We can talk about both. They both look stupid. The difference here, though, is Andy Ogles does not have a history of threatening people with guns. He doesn't have a video of himself at a strip club with the AR-15 in tow. That's the difference between him and John Morant. It's not that they're black and white. That's not it. This is not a racism thing. This is an intelligence thing. John Morant does not appear to have any. He is a kid from a middle-class home that was not some gangbanger growing up that decided to get famous and get a lot of money, and for whatever reason, he wants to be a gangbanger now. And I do not understand it. And I guarantee you, when Michael Wilbon is going on television and saying, I'm not going to allow my kid to wear John Morant shoes, there are going to be other sponsors that follow the lead on this. And John Morant, you could go back and replay what Hutton and I said about this initially when the whole Pacers thing was going on. John Morant must pick his friends better. He must distance himself from friends and family. Maybe, just maybe, John Morant didn't know he was on Instagram Live. It's possible. He could have thought they were taking a selfie of themselves in the car. Does not matter. The stupidity must stop. Point being here, Hutton, I'm not, giving him, I'm not letting him out and giving any excuses for him. He's got to be better, and he's got to get better people around him. Well, I've said it, that far too often throughout this string of incidents, it has been about the people around him. And whenever the suspension took place, I said, when he comes back, 
Now it's on Ja Morant. And the Memphis Grizzlies took swift action and released the statement saying they've suspended him indefinitely. And everything upon his return would be pending league review and that they would have no further comment at this time. The league has said this too. But again, again remember, the league and, and Adam Silver met with him in March, face-to-face, at league offices, and they suspended him for eight games at the time due to conduct detrimental to the league. And while the league's release said it did not conclude that the gun at issue belonged to Morant, talking about the Denver issue, it was brought to him into the nightclub or was displayed by him for beyond a brief period, and that's all they could confirm. But the full statement from Adam Silver points to what could be a big-time suspension. And I, I'm thinking, uh, Chad, uh, along the lines of what we see whenever a player in the, in the NFL right now is caught sports betting. They're suspended indefinitely, and it's at least a year. There has to be consequences for actions instead of slaps on the wrist, which they have done along the way. And here was the quote from, from Adam Silver at the time, right after the meeting when they handed down the suspension. Jaws' conduct was irresponsible, reckless, and potentially very dangerous. It also has serious consequences given his enormous following and influence, particularly among young fans who look up to him. He's expressed sincere contrition and remorse for his behavior. Jaws also made it clear to me that he has learned from this incident and that he understands his obligations and responsibility to the Memphis Grizzlies and the broader NBA community extend well beyond his play on the court. That is from the commissioner of the league. Here was Ja Morant with Jalen Rose after this was all laid out by Commissioner Silver. You at the spot, Shotgun Willies. You are holding a gun, and we both know how dangerous that can be. Whose gun were you holding? Well, the gun wasn't mine. It's not who I am. I don't condone and, you know, any type of violence. Uh, but I take, you know, full responsibility, you know, for my actions. Um, made a, you know, bad mistake. Um, and I can see uh, the image, you know, that I painted, you know, over myself, you know, with my recent mistakes. But, you know, in the future, I'm going to show everybody who Ja really is, you know, what I'm about, and, um, you know, change this narrative. The, the, the suspension came down March 20th. That was shortly after. And he says he's going to show, show everyone who Ja really is. And now we see this on Instagram Live over the weekend as we sit here in the middle of May, not even two months earlier. Didn't he go to therapy or something for less than a week? Yeah, it was just a couple of days. I, I didn't. Yeah, counseling. I, I almost felt a little bit bad about it at the time when I said it. I didn't believe him then in this apology and interview with Jalen Rose. Certainly don't believe him now. Well, You can just hear the way he's saying it. It's as if a, a lawyer said, here are the main talking points. Was not your gun. No excuses, though. This is not who I am. Hit those points over and over. Mm-hmm. He does not sound like a man who believes what he's saying. He doesn't sound like a man who had the idea that basketball may be taken from him and all the wealth and fame that comes with it may go away from this. He did not get that fear in this whole story. Hutton, I think he's going to have it now because he's going to – I think this is a year suspension at least that he should face after all of this. I really think they're going to throw the book at him, the NBA will, and the Grizzlies. And he signed a massive contract with Memphis and then these string of incidents take place. And make, he's in year four. He's just wrapping up year four. Make no mistake, he's one of the most talented players in the NBA. He is a brand. The brands are behind him. The signature shoe, 
the Powerade commercials that were, that were already shot, the, the, the marketing campaign that was set to be released. There are other sponsors as well. But the way it was treated two months ago was as if he was just diagnosed with a terminal illness and had to go do something out to of get state. Healthy. And we will com comment on it later, and we're with him. It was not the way that the, I, the league or the team has responded now. Now, I will say, like they, they changed policies in order to protect him from himself, from the people around him, and that really all changed around the Pacers incident, Chad. That's real, where the talk started, but then there was the snowball effect, and within a month and a half, all of a sudden, they weren't staying over an extra day in certain cities as other teams would. If you go to L.A. and you've got a, a day in between games, you stay the night in L.A. for the most part, and then you fly out to Salt Lake. Instead of going to Salt Lake early, the players want to stay in Los Angeles. That makes sense. In certain cities, the Grizzlies said, we're just not going to do that. We're not going to put our group in that situation. Part necessity and part protection of the player from himself which he clearly can't do on his own. And that's the sad reality of this, is he hasn't learned anything, and now it's on him, and everything's right there laid out in front of him, and he's still hanging out and doing the same exact things yet again. When we talk to our Memphis guests later, I, I want to ask him about the Grizzlies organization and if they've done enough with all of this, because I don't think that they have. When you're having to have team meetings after this happens about conduct on the road – then that is an organization that's not all that professional with their team. And that, that's what the Grizzlies organization strikes me as from a team culture locker room perspective. So we'll, we'll talk to them about that. But John Morant, and I want to ask Dan Dockich about his uh, impact on winning for the Grizzlies. I think he's very talented, and he's a superstar with some of his highlights. They didn't take a huge step back when he wasn't there late in the season. Well, not this year, but he was – what number three in the or number four in the NBA MVP voting a year ago? Yeah, but I mean, he was sensational. But there are guys that are superstars. Carmelo Anthony's one I'd put in that who I think won a league MVP or always finished close to it. Didn't impact winning all that much. When you took them away, sometimes the team was about the same. I'm not saying the Grizzlies got better. Joel Embiid, they won Sixers won Game One of that series without. There him. are guys now. Take Jokic for example off the Nuggets and what happens. I think he impacts winning in more ways because of the assist and all the other ways he impacts the game and how they run the offense through but him. But he's their franchise. Morant is their franchise. I would, I would agree with that. We'll talk to Dan, though, from a basketball sensibility part of it, just how much he does that. One other quick thing on guns, because this is a hot-button issue right yep. now, okay? Yep. Because everyone is immediately the, the quick knee-jerk reaction I talked about to say, well, why is this okay and not this? Once people understand the full John Morant story – they do a pretty good job of saying, oh, now I see why he's an idiot. Yeah, that's bad. When you look at everything else that went into this, it's not just that one video. And I'm a believer in the Second Amendment. I'm a believer in the right to own guns, all those things. The gun owners that I knew growing up, that I know now, are very, very respectful of guns. You don't bring them out. If you get an invite to someone's gun cabinet that's locked up or locker and they show you something... The gun owners I know are very respectful of those weapons. There is a lack of respect of weapons like this. We're seeing it with John Morant, how for whatever reason, when that camera comes on, he's got to go get the guns. His props are live weapons. That's what he's got to go get to show in the video. 
It's disrespectful to the weapon and sets an awful precedent. I mentioned Andy Ogles earlier. Same thing. I think when you got little children sitting around with AR-15s in the air on Christmas morning, that sets a dangerous precedent. I do not understand the need to go immediately to social media and pose for pictures with the weapons. And John Morant is a byproduct of all of this and that culture. Now, he's an idiot. I'm not condoning it for that reason. But we got to get away from this whole thing, that it's just cool to you know, rap to song lyrics and then hold a gun in a video. It's stupid. Well, and he's, you know, allegedly made threats about, you know, come face the barrel and other tweets, which was part of the string of all these incidents. And again, it's all leading up to what we saw over the weekend. Kwame Brown, number one overall pick in 2001, went off on John Morant, turned the video on, and he's been known to rant. And he lit into Morant over the weekend. Full stories at outkick.com. Um, tore into him over the, over the culture of figuring out and learning, hey, you don't always have to pull out the gun when the rap song's on and flash weapons to act street. Kwame Brown's words, and we could play it, but we'd have to bleep out half the audio right now. Again, available at outkick.com, but lit into him. Stephen A. Smith, among others, lighting him up over this because, again, it is a trend and a pattern and not a one-off incident. Even Sauce Gardner, who's sitting courtside with Aaron Rodgers, and you know, he's responding on social media as the starting corner, uh, current defensive NFL rookie of the year. Everybody has guns, bro. No need to post it on Instagram Live, LOL. He since deleted this tweet, but his initial response was, Morant did it again? And it's May 14th? It's May 13th when this is going down, and John ja Morant did it again? Didn't we just watch the apology video with you know, Jalen Rose setting him up for the PR answer that was memorized? Everybody knows how stupid this looks. It's not a political issue as much as it is just a stupidity yep. and a, a sad string of events that leads me to think that this guy has no clue who the, who's really around him and who's representing him at all times. No, it wasn't his Instagram account. But he's behind the wheel... And he's hanging out with someone that's going on Instagram Live less than two months after he was just suspended from the league and had to go meet with the commissioner about it for doing the same thing. It's dumb. It's so stupid. And now, and I, it's, it's hard for me to grasp the level of stupidity to do the exact same thing that just had that carrot of basketball and your future in basketball taken away from you for a bit and then you go and do the exact same thing. It is so incredibly dumb. So now the question comes, did it happen this quickly again because the suspension was so light to begin with? Because it was just a slap on the wrist. Or is there more to it now? And if the NBA comes down with a harsh suspension, what message is, is, does that send? How does that help John Morant? And what precedent are, is the league trying to set? Because this is also the same league that changed their, their dress, dress, code. dress code. Based As off you, Malice in the Palace. No doubt. And, and so now Adam Silver, who was underneath David Stern at the time, how does he now react to this less than two months after sitting down face-to-face -face with Morant 
and release the statement that he did back in the middle of March. We'll pick up there with Dan Dockage next on Hot Mike. What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer. With over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros, Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back. And their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless. From researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience, Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. Chad, how was Mother's Day yesterday for you and the family? Very nice. nice. Went out to my mom's house, had a nice uh, cookout. My nephew, who's about to graduate from college, handled all the grilling. We were all very skeptical how was it? that this young man could handle it, but he did a great job. He's a withdraw. He's got his own uh, recipe for uh, you know patting out his own burgers, had his own little marinade mix ready. Patties were nice and thick. It's perfect. Had I'm, a good day. I'm... Same. Went to my sister's house, had a, a wonderful uh, lunch that she she always crushes it. And uh, so does Dan Dockage, host of Don't At Me. My guess is Dan is... I feel like he mans a, the grill. A master grill. Uh, a, a grillist, Dan Dockage. <laughs> How are you, Dan? Host of Don't At Me uh, across the Outkick Network. Good to see uh, you, man. I ate... My wife and I took a 10-hour drive to Princeton, New Jersey, watched Harvard win the Ivy League nice. uh, tournament. My stepdaughter stud third baseman. And I ate so much crap that when we got <laughs> home yesterday, I started a 36-hour cleanse at 8 o'clock last night. So whatever hour I'm into this thing, it is so miserable. I'm never miserable. But, man, I got to tell you, I was reading about what a 36-hour cleanse does for you, and it's supposed to do all these great things. So I decided I can go from 8 last night to 8 tomorrow morning. But son of a gun, is this thing miserable. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Is this a cleanse that involves uh, taking things that cleans your system out or just a, a fasting no. for 36 hours? Yes. Okay, so you're yes, fasting for 36 fasting. hours. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you, yeah. you're not joining us from your bathroom is what you mean. Yeah. Gotcha. No, but I have a story about joining you one time about a year ago uh, after I did this 36-hour cleanse, but I don't want to say it on air. It's, it's disgusting. But We appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you for saving that one. Dan, what does the NBA yeah. do to Ja Morant now, given the fact that we've read and seen all the statements 
And it's not like we have to go back to a, a year and a half ago. We just turn the page and go back to March. And here it is, middle of May, and the league is conducting yet another investigation in what could be and should be a lengthy suspension. Yeah, you know, he, he, uh, he's not very smart. Chad was great on my show this morning because he was just saying that. I, I don't know if he's sticking it to him. I don't know if he didn't know he was on Instagram. I don't know if he's just that stupid. I think it's a combination of all three. I think the NBA has a serious situation on their hand. You know, a lot of people are saying, you know, well, you know, if somebody posted a gun of a guy hunting, you wouldn't do anything. But this is not the only incident. There are numerous incidents. And here's the deal with it. You know, you, you read something in the paper and you go, okay, well, that's, you know, that may or may not be true. But, you know, the N NBA has investigators and they investigate these things, whether it's the deal with his mother uh, or whether it's a deal with the kid at his, at, at his home or something like this, something like the previous gun deal. So the NBA has to know the facts, and I'm guessing they know all the facts in all of these pertinent cases. So if let's just say that all of the facts uh, are what has been reported, then you got to suspend Morant. You can't just let guys flash guns. Now, somebody may say, well, he didn't break any laws. He's not going to jail. And that's true. So maybe the NBA takes that into consideration, but if I'm the NBA, I've got to come down hard. At some point, when you're making millions of dollars and you're part of a bigger company, a billion-dollar industry, at some point you have to abide by certain rules within that industry. I mean, we just, I guess, uh, can't have chaos. It seems like we do have chaos in this world, but I don't think you can win it with an industry. You have to have certain guardrails and guidelines and what Morant did, certainly at least a second time, maybe as many as a fourth or fifth time, uh, seems to go outside the guidelines of reasonable society. So I think they're going to have to suspend him for a, you know, I don't know, what did he get, eight games last time? Yeah. I mean, I don't, you know, eight times eight, 64. I, I don't know what, I don't know, but I do know you got to do something here and it's got to be severe. Dan, how much does John Morant affect winning for the Grizzlies? We know he's a great talent. And he's fun to watch. But when he went away, the winning percentage didn't really go down. And, and you know this, there are guys who are very good, but when you take them off their team, it doesn't really affect the bottom line that much. Is John Morant one of those guys, or is this going to be a killer for the Grizzlies? Yeah. You know, I, I call it good enough to get you fired, Chad. I, I call it like, hey – you know, the AD sees him out there, and he goes, man, that guy's getting 25 a night. Look how athletic he is. Look how good he is. Why aren't we winning more games? I, and, you know, the coach gets fired. Good enough to get you fired is a curse. I thought he was good enough, well, maybe two, three years ago, before all of this stuff, I thought he was good enough to really be the focal point of a team that makes a deep run uh, to a final. I did. I, I thought you put some guys around him as some veterans, you you – set it up like teams do with LeBron or teams do with other stars where, you know, what his skill set is, you you add to it, you enhance it. But I certainly didn't think that this year. I, I watched him play, and I think it was a guy that decided he was going to be about, about the show, not the game, about kind of ancillary things not winning. And that is not the way you win in the NBA. Whether people like or dislike the NBA, men win in the NBA. There's a process not the Sixers process. There's a process. You got to lose first. You got to learn how to beat certain teams. You got to keep adding to your team. Even a guy like Michael Jordan complained and complained, disrespected his general manager because he was always whining 
about wanting more pieces. You know, get me somebody, okay, they get you Kukos, okay, they get you a shooter in Paxson or Kerr or Craig Hodges. There's a process you go through when you are, and he's, he's, he's subverted that process because he's not been serious about his craft. Again, you can dislike LeBron James all you want politically or what his stances are, but you can never say that guy cheated the game or cheated his body. Magic, Isaiah, Bird, Jordan, you can name all the greats. You know, Carl Malone was big in college, but he wasn't as big and strong as he is now. Even Anthony Davis, Anthony Davis is a skinny kid, and sure, he gets hurt a lot, but you've never really heard him do anything other than maybe be hurt, work at his game, get bigger, get stronger. Morant has gone the other way. Morant's all about the crap. You know, I used to say this to players. I go, and it's a, it's a metaphor, kind of. Cut your hair, get serious about your game. Like, cut out the garbage stuff. Cut out the nonsense. Cut out the party. And cut out the, you know, worrying about girls. Cut out being the star on campus and get serious about your game. I always say, man, cut your hair, get serious here. What are you doing here? Get serious about your classes. Get serious about your life. Get serious. And I don't think Morant's serious. I think Morant's a child. Uh, who has, for whatever the reason, decided to go against having a fan, you know, what was, at least I think, before money, a fantastic family. Now money, the dad's on the front row, the dad thinks he's one of the guys on the scene. That's never a good thing. And I also heard somebody say this. There's two great quotes I heard, fellas. One, if you can't change your friends, then change your friends. And the other is, (laughs) John Moran has all the money... (laughs) John Moran has all the money in the world. He can travel anywhere, and he chooses to go to Instagram Live. Now, God dang, how dumb and childish are you, man? So, um, Jason Tatum, uh, he was serious uh, yesterday. Uh, Yeah. Last week, we were going through our list of sort of the NBA alpha dogs, and I said, Jason Tatum is not one of them. I I didn't think he was. And he goes out and has a Game 7 NBA record of 51 points, passing Steph Curry's 50 points for their game seven against the Kings and Boston just rolls. What do you think of Tatum uh, in that performance and this Boston team now moving forward, Dan? Yeah, I think what you said is right. He, you know, in the NBA, to be one of the guy guys, you've got to do it in the biggest of moments. And I think you're absolutely right. I think Tatum showed in the biggest of moments, game seven against Philly. Are you kidding me? In the garden, and guess what? He goes and gets it done. So, you know, yeah, alpha dog, 51 points, most points ever in a game seven. Heck yeah. And if you don't believe it, then you weren't watching because the dude uh, had been questioned. And that's what I like about it. He'd been questioned. Game six, couldn't throw couldn't throw water or whatever the saying is, couldn't throw a ball in, a, in, a, in the ocean. I don't know, whatever that saying is. And next thing you know, instead of Philadelphia – taking advantage of that, they did not. And B did not get the ball in game six in the fourth quarter. Uh, Harden did not make the plays necessary to get Embiid the ball. So you lose, and now you put yourself in a situation uh, the Sixers did in game seven where if something like Jason Tatum or maybe Jalen Brown was going to do what happens, you're going to get your brains beat out, and they did. Tatum, to me, I said this on Mike and Mike. I was hosting, and I am, I've been looking for it so I can brag. I could not believe that Jason Tatum wasn't the first pick in that draft. The, get, the move up to get Markel Fultz was the dumbest thing that I have seen in the NBA during my time of being an adult watching the NBA. Markel Fultz, I swear to God, I covered college basketball, studied it, and I'm like, who? That guy that I saw late night a few times, you're going to take him over a great dude in Jason Tatum. I know a lot of people, and I recruited St. Louis a lot, that said this dude is a real dude. He's a really good guy. I was happy for him. I'm always happy for him. 
I think he's a good dude. Good for him. Good for the Celtics. Basketball is better when the Celtics and Lakers are good. Uh, and I'm having fun watching. Meanwhile, Embiid and Harden, Embiid's pointed to, hey, we can't do it on our own. I looked at the numbers. I'm thinking that uh, the team can't win unless you guys step up too. Harden is awful in this Game 7 performance, so much so that, you know, he's asked about his relationship with Doc Rivers. He's saying, oh, it's okay. I mean, I, this is an example of a guy that can go off for 50 points in one game and turn around and be a no-show the next and proving a point that in Oklahoma City as a number two or number three, it's a bit different whenever he's paired with the MVP in Philadelphia and expectations are higher and you have nothing to show for it. That's exactly right. I mean, look, you can sit there. You know, if you go get 40 and Harden gets 30 in game seven and you lose and somebody might take what you're saying about we can't do it ourselves right. seriously. But when you go for nine in your heart and you go for 15 and eight when you're the supposed MVP, no one's going to take you serious. And Tyrese Maxey over the course of his time there was pretty good. So, look, uh, if you are, and this is more so maybe than any other league, if you are the guy, 35.5 million is what Harden's made. All right, you got a game seven. Well, guess what? You got a show. It, it, look, the, the numbers in basketball are very clear. It's like baseball, really. The numbers are right there. Ba football, you can get away with certain things. You know, you have one big run, whatever. But in basketball, your numbers are there, right there. And look, you can play a great floor game, but that's for P.J. Tucker. You know, I mean, that's not for right. the guy making $35 million and the MVP. You got to play a great game. That's what you saw out of Magic John. I always go, look, in the NBA, I always go back to the greats. The greats never got distracted. The greats always improved their game. Yeah, the greats can play. Magic got his coach fired. Or, uh, what's his face? Uh, Jordan was always complaining, disrespecting Jerry Krause. But they always were first. They were always the guy. Hey, look. Isaiah gets 28 and a quarter on a bad leg. We know what guy, uh, Jordan gets 61 or whatever, whatever it was against the Celtics as a rookie. They've always showed up. And if you're not going to show up in a game seven, then I don't want to hear from you. I don't think anybody wants to hear from you. Seriously. I mean, who the hell cares what Joel Embiid says when he goes for 15 and eight? Or who cares three for 11 performance out of James Harden? It's a bit, you're right. It's a big difference going from number two or number three on that scouting report to number one, and everybody in that NBA, on those NBA staffs, they got some smart people. They got some real technology to figure out every little crack, every little thing that you don't do really well, they figure out, and they try to exploit it, and you got to adjust, and neither one of those guys did. In fact, I would argue both choked. Mm -hmm. What an opportunity for Nikola Jokic to not choke in this series and go against, as you call it, Dan, two grown men. you got to go through grown men to win in the NBA, and that's LeBron James and Anthony Davis are. What do you think about what, what this could mean for Jokic in this series against LeBron and the Lakers if he shows up big and they're able to get to, a, to Denver's first ever NBA Finals? Hey, I see the guys. I see Will Bond and Smith and Rose on TV talking about their brother. Right? You know, be an African-American dude, and they'll say, well, my brother. Well, let me tell you something. Nikola Jokic, you're my brother, baby, my Serbian brother. <laughs> That's right. I'm going straight out freaking bias. It would be huge. It's against LeBron, and even more, it's going to be tough because I'll tell you this. We can make fun of Anthony Davis all you want, 
But when that dude gets in a stance and he spreads those arms out and moves his feet, he moves like a damn guard, and Jokic is going to have his hands full. Now, having said that, can Anthony Davis, because how unorthodox Jokic is, can Anthony Davis handle the physicality? Because Jokic doesn't shoot fadeaways. Jokic shoots those shots where his left elbow goes right through the chin of the defender protecting against the right hand, which has the basketball. He, he leads with a, whole, with a hip. He leads with a shoulder. He leads with an elbow. Sometimes he leads with a big fat Serbian head, which I can heads are strong. We have strong craniums. So I'm looking forward to this. I want Jokic to kick the living crap out of everybody. Uh, I do think this though, I don't care what people say. In my mind, it's LeBron, excuse me, it's Michael Jordan and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. But if, if LeBron James can lead a team at 38 years old, it started out two and 10, restructured itself at the trade deadline to a championship, I think it'd be his fifth. Man, you got to start. I would anyway. Maybe not you. I don't want to speak for you, but I'm putting him. I hate to say it. I'm putting him with the greats that I've seen, which is Kareem and Michael. Dan Dockich, one of the greats of the Outkick Network. Final thing for you, Dan. Final couple minutes. You told us last week you didn't think Bob Huggins was going to get fired, and he didn't. What do you make of the decision by West Virginia? And what message does it send to the rest of any business when a podcaster is getting fired for playing Huggins' comments and Huggins isn't getting fired for making them. Yeah, that, pl- that podcaster, Josh Neighbors, is a friend of mine. He was a producer when I worked at Sirius XM, and it's a great guy. It's the world that we live in. I mean, you guys know. I mean, hell, coaches, uh, you win enough, you become an icon in your state, you become the guy, you become whatever. Uh, you can do whatever you want. And frankly, Huggins hadn't won that much. In fact, I would argue uh, before he had a little bit of success here in the portal, there were some rumblings about getting him out. He's never won a conference title at a major, in a major conference. He won Conference USA titles, but ever since he's been in the Big 12 or he's been in the uh, whatever they're in, Big 8, uh, SEC, whatever, he hadn't won nothing. Zero, nothing. His best is like third. Yeah, he had a tournament run in 2010. There were rumblings they were wanting him out. But now he had a pretty good portal, got a bunch of guys to come. And West Virginia does what West Virginia does. West Virginia don't care. I mean, look, that place is awful. He's the highest paid public employee who goes on a national show. And in fact, guy Bob Hartzell, who wrote a scathing, or at least he thinks it's a scathing article about me, included that he thinks Bill Cunningham and the other guest, Steve Moeller, kind of baited him into being homophobic. Give me a break. I mean, jeez. I, I mean, honest to God, what the hell are we doing here? But that's West Virginia. That small town writer with needing the access of the big, bad Hall of Fame basketball coach. I've said forever, a hall, uh, he doesn't deserve in any Hall of Fame. If you can't win at least a conference title in a major conference, I'm not putting you in a Hall of Fame. He is. Uh, the writers, the athletic director who's brand new, the president, Gordon Gee, who was through all kinds of scandals at Ohio State, they wimped out, they backed out, they did what they do, which is uh, acquiesce to the big and powerful, mean, fat, drunk coach. Dan Dockich, don't add him. Don't add me with Dan Dockich. Don't mornings, add me. 9 a.m. Eastern. Don't even think about adding. Catch him tomorrow morning right here on the YouTube don't channel. Don't add me. Dan, appreciate you as always, man. Have a great week. Thanks, you too, guys. Thanks. Thanks, See Dan. You. Good luck with that cleanse. Yeah, cleanse, uh, the fasting, the intermittent fasting, different from a cleanse. Yeah, when I heard cleanse, cleanse. I think thinking it's some sort of liquid. like 
pepper liquid that he's putting in his system yeah. to Colonoscopy. get rid of everything. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes, but maybe it feels the same for Dan after a hard weekend. Who knows? I would have a real hard time not eating anything for 36 hours. Yes. That would be very difficult for me. Uh, coming up, Brittany Griner does an about face in regards to the national anthem. It hits different now. Details next on Hotline. Sixth and Peabody, our location with Eha Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. Hutton and Withrow with you for Hot Mike across the Outkick Network. Brittany Grimer, she you know spent what nearly ten months in a Russian prison, all over a cannabis-filled vape uh, dispenser or container that she was caught with at the airport. And punishment absolutely did not fit the crime. She pleaded guilty and sat there awaiting the ability to come back to the States. Now she's standing and emotional for the national anthem. This coming a couple of years after, she said in 2020, she wasn't even gonna come back out onto the court for the anthem uh, in regards to the Black Lives Matter protests, that she didn't think it should be played prior to games and for the WNBA events. Now she's taking a different tune and a, singing a different tune and a different tone to her answer based on the fact of what she went through. And I'm bringing this going, I bet. I bet. Because while nothing's perfect anywhere, this is the greatest country on the planet. And while there's plenty of things to improve upon, you realize real quick in situations like that that you had it pretty good. In fact, the best in the U.S. Well, certainly better than Russia is what she found out with human rights there and your rights as not just a, she's not a citizen, but as someone traveling into the country, she found out the hard way. Biggest surprise about this story is that in that photo of Brittany Griner standing for the anthem, there are actual fans behind her seated, oh. ready to watch a WNBA preseason game. That's what shocked me more than anything else. I don't know why people go to preseason games in any league, but to be see people there... Griner. For a, a WNBA preseason game absolutely shocked me when I saw that more than anything else. It's no surprise that Brittany Griner has a new outlook and perspective on life after going through what she went through in Russia. So it's understandable that she has a newfound respect for the anthem. But you know what? It, it, ever since she's returned, it, the, I, I think the, the questions that have been asked and the stories that have been written, from what I can tell, she is very contrite and... I mean, in, in regards to her way of thinking about the country and her rights, instead of thinking, you know, the, the, I think the many people would have thought, oh, she's going to come back if we, if, if, whenever it actually happens, and she's going to be you know, pissed off her greatness at the fact that it took so long, when in fact it was, hey, I hope they are going back for other Americans that are unjustly behind bars, regardless of circumstance. And everything that I've seen has been right on point with what I would expect her to be saying personally based on having gone through that. I like almost everything she said about you know her experience and what that's taught her and how thankful she was for those that helped get her back to the United States. Now if we can only apply that level of logic and experience 
to her believing that biological men should not compete against biological sure. women in sports. Because sure. and and look, maybe she was but, put on the spot by a reporter and gave an answer that she regrets, but that's one that I wish would go away. But she's also living in a country where if you want to identify as another gender, uh, have at it. But the competition behind it is what our conversation has been about. And right. Yes. And that's what she was asked about and, um, and gave the wrong answer. Uh, wrong parking spot for rookie Christian Braun. Uh, Kansas, I believe, right? That's where yep. he played. Playing for uh, the Denver Nuggets and Stan Kroenke is uh, the the owner of the Nuggets. Apparently on a day where right after he's drafted, no one's there at the facility. At least that's Braun's side of the story. He pulls up and parks and not one, but three parking spots assigned to team ownership. So uh, you can imagine how he's parked in every single one of those and says he goes in for 15, 20 minutes to grab some stuff and comes back out, goes back into the locker room the next day or the next time he's there, and he has a $15,000 fine waiting at his locker, 5000 per day uh, for parking is in the owner's spot. He ends up getting, by the way, fined $2,500 total. Well, he should understand there's cameras there that, that caught him. Is this extreme? Yes. Do I also believe that this is not the first thing with Christian Braun? Let me give you a quick example. I sent this quote to you guys last week. Mm. That story about Nikola Jokic interrupting his press conference where he was going into too much detail about how they were defending someone oh. in the playoffs, and he just quietly, hey, okay, I got this from here, and broke in and got the kid out of there when he was doing an interview. I put two and two together and think, not that he's a bad guy or anything, I, I know. but maybe he's done some dumb rookie stuff. And this is one of those lessons they're trying to teach him because he did this three different times. Excessive, yes. Um, Needed, it, maybe. Possibly. Maybe. And I, I don't think it's just the parking in the owner's spot is what I'm saying. That was another illustration of maybe the rookie needed to be taught a, a bit of a lesson. Parking in all three spots, though, at the same time. That would be a $50,000 fine. That's what he did. It was fifteen, five thousand dollars wow. per spot. Good for him. FSU, they want extra money more than 50 grand they want more of the revenue pie in the acc details next